Hello everybody, this is Pastor Mark Sepulveda with Impact Church San Diego, welcoming you to our podcast, A New Sound and Possibly a New Look. I hope today's word inspires you, encourages you, and lifts you up today. And if you would like to support this podcast, all we ask for is that you pray for us so that we can continue bringing you the word of God. Once again, enjoy this word. God bless you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. During this past two years with this pandemic and everything that's going on in this world, we've been through our share of funerals, whether they're family, uh, friends, co-workers, loved ones, people that we've known throughout the years. And I've, I've had a, the honor of speaking in a few um, funerals this year, and I had written something down that I would like to share with you. Um, if you had just previously lost a loved one, a family member, or, or what have you, uh, I hope that these words uh, will comfort you and, uh, and um, that you would share these words with other people. So this past weekend, I did a funeral for, uh, for my wife's side, her cousin, um, and I had the honor to speak. And uh, this, is, uh, this is the message here. So in the book of Matthew, there's a passage known as the Beatitudes, where Jesus was teaching the multitudes. He sat down and started to say, blessed are those, you know, blessed are those who you know are humble, blessed are the children, those, that kind of Beatitudes. It's in the book of Matthew chapter 5. But in Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, we see a scripture, a verse that says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. We often hear this scripture in times like this in funerals, but at some point you have to question it and come to terms. I I don't feel blessed. I'm I'm mourning and I don't feel comforted. And who's doing the comforting? Depending on what and how you believe, comfort could come in very different ways: in the arms of a loved one, in a warm blanket, hot cocoa, chocolate cake, or getting down to the last Cheeto in the family-sized bag with no one around sitting alone, alienating ourselves from people who just want to help us, drinking yourself into the bo- to the bottom of a bottle, trying to drown out our pain and escape from reality. That's not the answer. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry a heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Jesus is saying, Come to me. I'm the one that's going to give you rest. If you are are weary, if you carry heavy burdens, if you're worried, if you're preoccupied, if you're if you're, you know, depressed, oppressed, just come unto me, I'll give you rest. All these things keep us from sleepless nights, from unrestful days, from actually relaxing. And Jesus says, "I have the cure, come unto me." Going back to that scripture, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Who is doing this comforting? If we understand the answer to this, then when you mourn, you'll understand the blessing the Bible says in John 14, 26. It reads like this, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father was sent in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. You see, the blessing is not in the morning. The blessing is when the Spirit comes to comfort. 
He says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit or where, you know, whatever denomination like to come from. I'm Pentecostal apostolic, so we like to use the word Holy Ghost. He says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things. So the Holy Spirit is the comforter. And that's where the blessing comes in, is when the comforter comes in. The Bible says that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning light. Why? Because the light indicates the world is still turning and the sun still rises. God is, is not going to leave you in the dark. He's not going to leave you orphaned. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. You may feel that you're in the dark right now, but joy comes in the morning light. When there is light, there is hope. Jesus is our hope. He came and dwelt among us so that he could give us hope. He died on the cross, was buried in a tomb, and rose again on the third day to give us victory, to give us hope of salvation. The Bible says that God is light in Genesis 1-3. It says this, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And in the book of John, chapter 1, says that Jesus is that light, that Jesus is the light of all men. We were not meant to dwell in this darkness. Once you let Jesus in, you understand what it means when the scripture says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning light. See, but you have to go through weeping first. It's okay to weep. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to kick and scream. It's okay to, to feel lonely at times, but we were never meant to stay there. That's why it says weeping may endure for the night. It doesn't say how many nights. could be a week. It could be a month. But somewhere along the line that we have to make Jesus our light and let him in once again into our life. Because he'll guide us with his light. He will guide us where he wants us to go. He is our hope. He is our light, praise God. When he said, let there be light and there was light, the funny thing is, though, that God didn't uh, uh, create the sun until four days later in, in, verse, in verse 4 in Genesis. But he spoke the light into existence. That light that was with God in the beginning is the light of all men in Jesus Christ, praise God. In John 14, 1 through 6, it says like this. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you this. I go prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, I love this part, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you, you know, and the way you know. See, here's the thing. Jesus is saying to his disciples, he's saying to all of us, he says, hey, I'm going to leave this place. I'm not going to be here for very long. But I go prepare a place. In my Father's house are many mansions. He starts by saying, let not your heart be troubled. Why did he say that? Because he knows that once he is no longer with them, they're going to start to worry a little bit. They're going to start to think, wait a minute, what do we do? Our, you know, the, 
you know, the teacher's no longer here. Rabbi's no longer here. Jesus is no longer. Who's going to do the miracles? You know, Jesus gave them the authority to go heal the sick, to cast out demons, to baptize them in the name of the Father and the, of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that name is Jesus Christ. Praise God. He gave them that authority to do those things. That's why he said, hey, don't worry about it. Don't preoccupy yourself about it. Let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions so these mansions that he's going to prepare we are going to have one each of us praise god i don't know if we're all going to room in one mansion they're going to crowd us in and because a mansion has many rooms amen a mansion has many rooms have you ever been in a mansion or a big house they have more than one room are we all going to crowd in together? Or are we each going to get one? <laughs> you know what? If you receive God in your heart right now, when the rapture comes, when it's time to go home, you'll find out for yourself. Praise God. Verse 5 of John chapter 14, it says, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? Verse 6, I love this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's making it perfectly clear that in the only way to get to the promised land, the only way to get your own mansion, the only way to get to heaven, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You have to receive Jesus in your heart. You have to receive Jesus in your life in order to get to heaven. We have to. Jesus is the gate. He is the door. He is the way. The scripture starts out by saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If he is the way to get to the promised land, then that's the way we must need to go. Praise God. In order to get there, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 says, For he himself is our peace. He's talking about Jesus. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. The enemy of this world would love to divide us, to keep us, from Jesus, from the promise, from salvation. He is what divides us from having a close relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The enemy is the one that tries to bring us down and while we're trying to seek hope and, and, and to, to strengthen our relationship more stronger with Jesus Christ, he tries to tear us down. Have you ever had have you ever seen live crabs in a bowl or in a fish tank or they're crowded on top of each other? There's always this one crab that's, you know, trying to claw up to the top. You know, he's trying to escape. He wants out of there, so he's going to the top. What happens to that crab when he tries to reach the top? One of his buddies just, try, you know, he with his clippers or with their claws, he they drag him back down. He says, no, 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 you're not. If I, if I can't make it, you can't go. If I'm not going, you're not going, no one's going. So the crab always tries to claw to the top, and he's, he's almost up there. One of his buddy drink, buddies brings him back down. That's what the enemy does to us. He tries to bring us back down. You know, we're trying to climb up that mountain, trying to reach the top, to try to reach Jesus, to try to get a better, closer relationship with Jesus Christ. But the enemy throws, you know, frustrations, throws temptations, throws all kinds of trials and tribulations at us that we get frustrated and we give up. 
But Jesus came and has broken down the middle wall of separation. He's broken that down. So the enemy has no more power over us, over you, over me. The enemy has no more power to, in order for us to receive that hope in Christ Jesus. Hope is what keeps us going. Without hope, you would live in a hopeless world. Hope is what keeps us seeking Christ, seeking better, knowing that there is a silver lining around each cloud, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. The devil would want to make you think that that light at the end of the tunnel is a train. <laughs> but we know that when we get there, we know it is Christ Jesus because he is the light of all men. Romans 8.38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, we may lose loved ones, friends, family members, co-workers, this past couple of years, funerals weren't even existent for the fact that we couldn't even get together to say goodbye to our loved ones. I couldn't even get together, we couldn't get together, me and my wife and her family, to say goodbye to, to my in-laws who, who died of, of COVID um, last year, in January of last year. One, they were in two different hospitals, not knowing where they were at. They died two days apart from each other. And we couldn't be there or hold their hands or or just speak to them or anything. But our hope is in Christ Jesus. Weepy may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning light. See, we need to put our faith in Christ Jesus, knowing that he is our hope. We need to put our faith in Christ Jesus. Know that what he did on the cross, he did it for you. He did it for me. He did it for all of us. That one day we will all be caught up. We all meet up together. And those that we lost previously back in the days and the years past, that we will be able to see them again. But we got to keep hope alive. And we got to continue to strengthen the relationship that we have with our creator. Amen. So continue to keep hope alive. Continue to to search and seek Christ while he may be found, praise God. He is our comforter. He is our joy. He is our peace. He's the one that keeps things all together. And as long as I have breath in my lungs, I will continue to praise and worship my Savior. Hallelujah. You know, I want to pray for you right now. If you lost a loved one or or if somebody is in your heart right now that you remember, you know, I'm going to pray for you right now. We're going to get together and we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. So right where you're at, if you're hurting, if you're depressed, if you're sad, if you're lonely, know that the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, will comfort you, will guide you, will strengthen you. You are not alone. The Bible says, I will not leave you, you know, I, I won't leave you orphan. I won't leave you nor forsake you. He'll be right there. Know that if you reach out to him, he'll be there to receive you unto himself.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I ask prayers, Lord Jesus, for whoever who's listening to this right now, God, I ask you to bless them, to touch them, to comfort them, God, to fill that void. If they have a void right now, let not the enemy come in to fill it, but let your Holy Spirit come in to fill it, Lord. Just comfort them, God. Cover them, Lord Jesus. Strengthen them. There is another day. There is a brighter day. The sun does come up, Lord. We ask you, God, to continue to bless them, guide them, fill them, Lord Jesus. Give them hope. Give them life. Give them light, praise God, so that they may be able to seek you, God, and not just seek you, but find you, but not just find you encounter you, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything, God, that you have done in our lives, in this podcast, and everybody who's listening to these words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more content, you can find us here on on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts under Impact Church San Diego. Until next time, God bless you.